The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? That's what we do, even on a lousy-ass Tuesday. So let's get to it. It's the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on for a Tuesday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Raybould, the Voldemort. You want to get in today? 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713 713- 780-3776, or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message, you're good to go. Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show, you know the number for that. You can also uh, watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975, and uh, put your comments on there. And it's a Tuesday, usually there's a lot of hatred out there. That's okay. Why? We're going to have fun today. I don't really care. Bring it on. Bring it on. Damn it. What's happening, Hoffman? Sports and stuff, man. What's going on with you, Freddie boy? Uh, more stuff today than sports, but, uh, you know, I'm ready for some sports now. Let's talk about the quarterback that wants out of town that isn't here. How about that? There's other quarterbacks who are unhappy in their situations, apparently. Doesn't that make you feel better as a Houston sports guy? No. Oh, nothing's nothing's going to make me feel better. Um, but it's interesting because the Texans allegedly acquired on Carson Wentz. Well, why would they do that? Oh, oh I get it. They want a uh, they want a veteran backup. Is McCarron's deal up? <laughs> well, I think this. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, think about it. Wouldn't Wentz get fixed with this really good offensive mind and Tim Kelly and? David Cully and I mean, it only makes sense that you know if Deshaun can't do it, then maybe someone a little more talented can. Yeah, you know, somebody with just a different skill set. Yeah, that better fits what yeah. Tim Kelly wants to do. Maybe someone with a little better pedigree, higher draft pick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no offense, right? Maybe a guy who's you know seen his team has been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he's having an MVP type season. Yeah, how about that, Bubba? <laughs> Bring it. Uh, I, I got to give. You know, I told you I was going to rank Nick Casario on his moves, so like give him a rating. Okay, between one and ten. So far, he's a one. I don't think there's any question. That seems low. Um, but I'm going to give him a point five today. Four. Hiring uh, an offensive line coach who doesn't completely suck. Okay. Uh, former Chargers offensive line coach James Campen. He also was with the Packers. Uh, he's, you know, a guy who's been known to develop talent. It's exactly what they need for that. So I'm going to give him half a point. Of course, I got to take the half point away. Oh, what? Already? Yeah. yeah. What do you do? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Just this is how I'm grading. Oh, so whatever he does right, you're forgetting it immediately. Uh, I mean, he's got to do something really right. Okay. Because like the coaching staff itself, other than the head coach and, you know, the offensive coordinator and 
a former quarterback Jesus guy who's somehow on the staff is, is actually shaping up pretty well. You like that new wide receivers coach? Uh, him I don't know too much about. I don't either, honestly. But but that's okay. You've got a guy who coached wide receivers as your head coach. So you're probably okay on that, right? I guess so. And, and you know, his receivers had zero touchdown catches. Oh, but big deal. That's semantics. So, uh, yeah, that's that's where we are with these guys. I'm 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 pretty much just out on everything Texan, and I'm out on everything Deshaun. Just time to move on, and I know they'll screw it up. So. Well, I tried to start today's show talking about Russell Wilson. Well, I want to get to Russell Wilson, you, but, and it was like a non-Deshaun topic, and you were like, "No, eh, well, I'm, you know, I want to talk Texans, baby." I wanted to get that out of the way that they they <laughs> did something right, and that they called on Carson Wentz. Interesting. Now, Russell. Um, yeah, now now he's the one starting the, not him, but his people, obviously. You're right. His offensive line isn't good enough. Which it's not. No, it's not. I mean, it's a, it's a fair complaint. But, the, you know, it's funny between Deshaun and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, all these guys who are now, like, making the maximum amount of money for quarterbacks, they're on those huge mega deals, they all can't believe that you can't build a damn team around them. I mean, it's like, come on, you got me. Why can't you just build a team around me? Uh, oh, oh, because I'm making 17% of the salary cap? Wah. Fix it. If you're Nick Casario, you can call him. You got a left tackle they can have. That's true. Yeah, you... you oh, what an F you to Deshaun that would be. Yeah, you can't... I Like, hey, Deshaun, we're announcing a trade. Oh, thank you, Nick. Where am I going? Oh, no, you're staying. We're trading your left tackle. Things are going to get worse, Bubba. Yeah, well. You're now backing up Russ Wilson. But A.J. Russ signed his deal. He signed a deal to be he there. He did. He that's, did. That's your That's your take. No, I don't feel sorry for Russell Wilson. I, I mean, he's a, he's a moron for expecting to, to have the same team built around him that was there when he wasn't making the kind of money he's making now. That's the way this – the. That's the NFL today. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's amazing what Russ is able to do to keep a roster that probably shouldn't be competitive competitive. Because if you take Russell Wilson off the, the Seahawks, I mean, it's a, it's a total mess. So kudos to him for that. But to act like he doesn't understand why, and it, I shouldn't say him, why the reports are suggesting that there's not enough around him, that's absurd. You know why there's not enough around you because there's no money for anyone else. Well, maybe they, they've just invested their money in different places. They went out and got two really good defensive players during the season that helped their defense improve as the year went on. They got DK Metcalf, who's no joke. I mean, he's actually got a couple of receivers. I mean, really. And, the- and Dwayne Brown's not what he used to be, but he's not like a bum. No, no. He's, he's, he's still fu- a pretty he's, solid left He's a tackle. functional left tackle now. But. That's that's an area where they have to they're going to have to invest some some kind of capital because you got to get better there. But I, I don't I don't think it's nearly as bleak as it is here. No, and yeah, I I, I don't know if he's just kind of fed up with the whole situation, or maybe he's ready to try something else, and this is how he's going to do it, or maybe he's just trying to put pressure on them to yeah to you know go out and 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 give him some some protection. But and the the thing about Dwayne Brown besides Dwayne Brown. It's it's bleak on that line. Yeah, but you can turn things around pretty quickly with some shrewd signings, and now that and that's something they haven't really done. 
with you know in Seattle is go find some some bargain offensive linemen. And when they had Russell Okung, you know, once once he started decided to making money, they said, "Okay, see ya, bye." But that's that's the thing you can you can work around it, but not every team can fix everything. And you know, you fix things the best you can. That's an area that obviously has some issues, and you know they can improve that a little bit. Maybe maybe that's a coaching thing. Maybe part of it was the way the offensive coordinator was running things, which is why they got rid of him. But you know, I think if uh, boy, if Russell wants out, New England. I, oh, I I can't I can't picture that happening. I I I have a really hard time with that, but I I don't I don't think he goes anywhere. I think much like the Deshaun thing, I think you're you're just you kind of are where you are, bub. That's. You're you're paid to be here. You're going to be here. And now Russ didn't just sign his contract, right? So he can get out sooner. But let's also and and you know Fred, I and I know you love Russell Wilson. I I I've come around. Yeah, I didn't believe in Russell Wilson at first. The other guy's obviously legit. And the the amount of sacks he takes is ridiculous. But much like I always say about Deshaun, that's not all on the offensive line. Like there a lot of he, he does a lot of the things that Deshaun does. He tries to make plays downfield. He holds the ball too long. He does make some plays doing that, but it also leads to sacks. Yeah, and you know that's. But he also has done a great job throughout his career of not getting hurt. I mean, he does get hit a lot, but he he gets right back up, keeps playing, and you know I. I I think if you know if I'm Seattle, I mean it, it would make sense, much like it does for the Texans. You know, you could you could hit a pretty quick reset by trading Russell Wilson. Well, here's the other, and, and he's also he's into his 30s now. Yes, which Deshaun is not. Here's the other thing about what what Russ is complaining about. When all five starting offensive linemen played this season for the the Seahawks, they were undefeated. So it's it, it, a lot of it is just a matter of of keeping guys healthy, and, and they've got some, you know, they they've got a, a mix of like Mikey Upati is is a guy who's probably on the downside of things. It, it's not surprising that he's going to be injured regularly, but you know, Brandon Shell missed a couple of games. Young guy, they hope they've got something in him, but you're the offensive line isn't that bad. Uh, Damian Lewis, they, the rookie guard, has been – he had a, a solid season. In fact, he, he was able to play some center when their center was out. Like, they've got some versatile guy. It's it's not a – like, it's – if Russell Wilson is really bitching about his offensive line, like, he may want to look around the league because there, yeah. there are worse than there's, what he's got. And, and I promise. Frankly, you. there's not very many really good offensive No. Players. All right, we're taking – The Browns are very good. The Packers are very good. You know, it – it's just there's not a whole lot of them. All right, let's take a quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. This is the Blitz. The Blitz. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real fun sports. 
You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Uh, one small hockey play for the people tonight, mainly because scoring's been down here for a few days. I don't know if it's because all the COVID stops and starts or what, but Edmonton, Ottawa, over six and a half. The computer says it should be six point seven nine, so it's not really high enough to to play. But they're all. But Ottawa's goalie has just been horrible, uh, so not worth going crazy over, but worth a small play. Yeah, for something to root root for tonight. Get you some. Uh, uh, speaking of, can you put us on a CBS Sports Network in here? Thanks. I wonder what's going on there. Um. Yeah, we were talking about this on the the break with the Twitchers, the streaker story, and the fact I'm politely calling BS on that guy. Uh, I'm going to be less polite about it. That's that's just a bald faced lie. Um, but if if you haven't seen it, there there was a streaker on the field, and there's now rumors going out there that. Someone bet a $50,000 prop bet at plus 750 before the game that a streaker, a fan would run onto the field. Yeah. To which I said, show me the book that will take 50K on basically a novelty prop bet. It's, it doesn't exist. No. That book isn't real. No. And the, the most, I think on all my books, the most you could bet on any prop was 150. And that's, now that's offshore, but. I think like at the Westgate on props like that, it's like a $500 limit. Yeah, I think you're right. So it's just, it's nonsense. And I guess like, you know, cool, you're getting a little clout and maybe it did just cost him $1,000 to get out of jail, but that that 50 to one or, uh, you know, $50,000 ticket, I don't don't buy it. I don't believe that is real. Uh, You'd you'd have to have betted it, you know, a hundred different places. And, And I... I'm guessing a bet like that, the the books aren't even going to take 500 because a human being can control that. Because if you can get into the game, then that's a bet you can. It's just like, just like the national anthem. If if I'm doing the national anthem, you better believe I'm telling everybody I'm going over. Yeah. So I I think, but you're not going to be able to bet fifty thousand dollars on that prop. No. And once, and the same thing will happen that happened this time. Once word starts getting out, it shuts it down. Yeah. So, and Bubba asked in the streaker, technically someone who's naked. Technically, yes, but the bet was, will a fan run on the field? Yeah. So, yeah, sports books are smarter than that. I hate to break it to you. It's a reason why the game is so tough and why we, you know, we are all at a disadvantage. It's because they know what they're doing. Yep, they're not going to let themselves. I, now, I, I I knew a guy once who was a director of a race and sports book at a very big Vegas casino, who took a very large bet on the St. Louis Rams the year they won the Super Bowl, and this is probably a little before your time, but the Rams were something like one hundred and fifty to one. Okay, he did not lay off any of that bet. He didn't think there was any chance. And then as the season went on and the odds started coming down, he couldn't, he couldn't lay it off. Yeah. Guess who doesn't work in that business anymore? Because <laughs> they don't let stuff like that happen. Nope. 
So that's uh, you know, that, those those guys don't let those things. And 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 if you take a big bet on something that's going to hurt you, they spread it around to other books. So nobody's taking a fifty thousand dollar prop bet like that. And someone said, well, couldn't you spread it around several shops? And Sure. If you're going to go to a thousand different outs to, to get your money down, that just seems pretty unlikely, doesn't it? Does to me, but, you know, hey, maybe maybe that's what Maybe you're wildly, wildly motivated. I just, it, I'm going, I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm calling BS until I see a ticket is all I'm saying. Show the ticket. Yeah, you would have to have basically made that bet, you know, every day for a week right. before at a whole bunch of different places. I and, mean, I, and even if you were doing that, eventually the odds would go down and you wouldn't be like, it, it wouldn't be, it's, it's not, I don't think it's even possible. Well, I mean, it's possible, but I think it's pretty damn unlikely. Uh, I don't think it's very realistic. And you know, these, these are the kind of things that, now that sports betting is getting more and more mainstream, you see more and more stuff like this, and you see a lot of BS. So I have news for you. Having been around those people for a long time, as of you, there are more gambling stories than there are fish stories. Yes. And, you know, n- most of them are made up. Not all of them. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen some that were pretty amazing. Been a part of a few. But... I can't tell you how many times I hear the same story about uh, the same bet that somebody made, whether it was a horse race or whether it was a game, that it's the exact same story. I mean, it's just everybody shares it, and it's a lie. It started somewhere, and then you know somebody heard, hey, I think I'm going to steal that story. Yeah. And that's, that's what it becomes. So in this case, I'm pretty sure somebody had the idea. Maybe they bet 50 bucks on it. And, you know, now for him, he, what, he got like, what, a $1,000 fine? Yeah. Now, there are play. I mean, it, it, you know, you bet 500 you can make a profit off that. Is it really worth it? I, I don't know. Probably not. No, it's not for me. But for some people, maybe it is. And, plus, I mean, you could have got your ass whooped. Yeah. You could have gotten tased. He might be banned from ever attending an NFL game. Might be. Yeah, you better get I a mean, good chunk. Man for banned those two uh, women who flashed during the World Series. That's true. Although, you think Goodell wouldn't be that petty? Although, let's face it, if those two chicks showed up tomorrow, tried to buy tickets to a game, I'm pretty sure they could get in. Yeah. Probably. What's stopping them? It's not like they've got pictures posted at every ballpark saying, do not let these naked chicks in. Uh-uh. Man, baseball's going to need every fan they can get. I, I'm almost certain that they Yeah, they, baseball they could use in. more. Yeah. Especially, especially now that you're going to go and deaden balls. Have you seen that story? That, no, is that, that happening? Yes. Oh no. They're. Uh, I thought that they always say baseballs are the same. They're changing the baseballs because there's too many home runs being hit. Can I just? I, I hate to say this, baseball. You're already the most boring sport out there. I mean, soccer laughs at you. And what's the best part about baseball? Home runs. Yeah. Remember in the old days, I used to do the commercials. Chicks dig the long ball. So let's do something to take away the most fun part of the game. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. But that's baseball. Congratulations as you continue to uh, rumble off into non-existence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. 
Somebody says, uh, Ashok said the Chronicle confirmed the dude was a streaker in the 27 World Series and the 2014 NBA Finals. So, all right, you know what I'd like to see him do? Streak at the Stanley Cup. Oh, that's good. Good idea. Because trying to get across that ice, and if you happen to do it during play, I, I would tell you, I bet a hockey player would think it was funny to try to put a puck in his butt. What about at the Masters? It's another good place to do it. Sir, sir, we don't streak Augusta National. Oh, my. Is that what I think it is? <laughs> oh, my. A tradition. <laughs> and he's moving toward the hole. Is that a putter or a driver? It's very difficult to tell. I'm probably going to go with putter. Or maybe a two-inch iron. Now. He's and got a club sock on his... Oh, well, that... I guess, does that not count as streaking anymore? This is a 19th hole unlike any we've ever seen. And... <laughs> oh, boy. Hello, friends. <laughs> <laughs> now he's laying on the green and using his penis as a flag. What did you call him, sir? <laughs> I don't think there's any indication of that. <laughs> Actually, Augusta wouldn't care as long as it was like a man, a white man. It'd be, yeah. it'd be okay with it. Uh, boy. Like if a black guy or a woman ran on the course oh. naked. Oh, oh or better no. yet, transgender. Oh, no. That would be the end of it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. And NASCAR Johnny reminds me, don't forget a woman sitting on the glass was flashing her uh, boobs when they were when, when they were skating with the Stanley Cup. Uh, that happens a lot in hockey. I, I think uh, like women randomly flash hockey players all the time. Yeah, because I remember the one in Vancouver. There was a, a chick that was in right next to the penalty box and one of the other guys was in the penalty box and she just whipped them out. And yeah, they were nice. That happens. They were. Two, I think, last year that were sitting right behind the bench that did it, but they didn't lift up their bra. They just kind of lifted up their shirts and pressed them against the glass. If you're going to do it, go, yeah, go, go for broke. Let me ask Fred, how do you bet a minus 110 on the hockey play in order to make a profit? That's that's the juice. That's the same as everything. Almost everything's minus 110. Oh, so, oh okay. I, th- I, thought yeah. you were, I thought you were... T- so he just doesn't understand the... Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, it, it means you're betting 110 to win 100. That's... Uh, that's every bet against the spread either way, whether it's over, under. I mean, sometimes you'll get less juice on it if they're trying to get you to bet a certain yeah. way. But almost every single bet you ever make is minus 110. As long as you win, you'll make money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you're betting with a buddy. Well, there are people who think that minus 110 means you lose 110 bucks if you win. So that that is not the case. <laughs> well, well, if you, you know, if you... If you never pay juice, all you got to do is go 50% or 50.1% right. to be profitable. That's why you have to go, you know, 53% or whatever to be profitable over a long term uh, because of that minus 110. Do you think these streakers split the fairway? Oh, maybe. Mm. All right, quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5925. Years of research and innovation. Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now! Do it! Do it! Do it now!
is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780, ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. The Adrian's are the best in hockey with those ladies who helped the sign, held up the sign saying we bleeped your blee in high school to the the rookie that was pretty funny who was that uh i can't remember who it was but was it crosby no it was uh somebody more recently it might have been travis Konechny. i don't know i don't remember exactly who it was but i thought that was pretty funny and they probably did probably high school yeah all over the place and god bless them for that was it taylor hall it might have been Taylor Hall. Yeah, yeah that's what that I'm sounds thinking. a little more. But it's somebody from this. No. No? It was, uh, Tyler Sagan. Ah. Dallas star Tyler Sagan. Yeah, at the time he was Boston Bruin Tyler Sagan. Yeah. Uh, Larry Brown Sports did five kind of under-the-radar free agents, and I'd like to do this in terms of, boy, would, would this guy fit on the Texans? But we know the Texans aren't going to sign anybody any good. Right. So... I'm going to throw a guy out there, and you tell me a random team that he would be a good under-the-radar signing for. Okay. How about Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor would be, I think he would be good in, I mean, honestly, he wouldn't be awful in Buffalo. Um, Where else would he be okay at? Well, he's also he would also be a pretty good bridge quarterback if you're drafting Justin Fields or Trevor Wilson or one of those. I, to me, Ty, I, I I wouldn't want to draft Tyrod Taylor even as a bridge quarterback. I'd want to draft him as like a a, a solid veteran. Well, you wouldn't be drafting him. Or, I mean, I'd, I'd want to sign him as a solid veteran. Yeah, well, backup. I mean, he's obviously a really good backup, but I think if if you've got a team where you feel like you can compete and you want that, because I think what the Chargers did was perfect. It wasn't his fault that the guy stuck a needle in him and screwed him up. Yeah, he's only thirty-one. I think he play. He's led a team to the playoffs before. You know where? I, you know where I'll put him? How about this? Not as a bridge guy, but as a guy who could help the number one overall pick. Put him in Jacksonville. Yeah, that's not a bad guy to have. Or you know what? If Ryan Fitzpatrick leaves the Dolphins, yeah, not a bad place to go. While uh, you know, for for in case Tua ends up sucking again or snapping. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've decided Florida is the place. The Florida's the place. Um, except for Tampa. I mean, better than Blaine Gabbert. That's true, but as we've seen from the ancient man... He's never going away. Yeah, it's like we had to guess who the backup quarterback was. Yeah. I mean, the guy just never comes off the field. Uh, Here's an interesting one. Romeo Aquara, um, who, you know, didn't get on the field much uh, in Detroit, but then last year... He only played nine games, had 10 sacks, and earned uh, 61 total pressures. He's only 25. Kind of a semi-breakout year, except he wasn't on the, you know, for a guy playing full-time. Kind of reminds me of Terrell Adams a little bit. Once he got on the field, he, he put up some really good numbers. Wouldn't cost you much. Uh, I mean, yeah, anywhere that's not uh, Detroit or the Giants, which is where that guy's basically spent his whole career. Yeah, yeah you want him someplace where... Uh, you know what? I'll, where I'll throw out there, your Buffalo Bills, little they, extra pass. Dude, rush. any kind of pass rush is good for them, certainly. Um, 
All right. How about Mike Davis, running back? I mean, he's a he's a backup running back. Um, I will say that was a it, it was a good thing for him to be where he was because he was very serviceable when they lost Christian McCaffrey. But I, I mean, I, he could be he could re- literally go anywhere that he's the second running back. Well, a few stats that they throw out. Last year, he forced 65 missed tackles, 43 as a runner, 22 as a receiver, 75.0 overall grade from pro football focus, career catch rating of 80.1%. Okay. So, I mean, it it is because he's not Christian McCaffrey, you look at it and go, yeah, he's serviceable. But if you're not comparing him to Christian McCaffrey, he was pretty good last year. Yeah. Uh, Having said that, I don't know where I put him. I, I I still like him as a backup, but again, that's another one that maybe your Bills look at. Uh, here's one: Keelan Cole. Decent. He's okay, not. Well, a, what he's, this tells you is there's not a lot of great free agents. Well, I mean, that, these are these are guys that would be under the radar that you're not having to spend a ton of okay. money on, and, and I like that because you know if I thought the Texans were going to make some good signings, these are the kind of players they'd have to go yeah. get. But we're not talking about them because they're dumb. I mean, Nick Casario's at one at a one rating right now. I'm still giving one and a half, just just to be nice. <laughs> uh, but I, I think you know where Keelan Cole would be best in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence. Stay there. Not a bad idea. Um, you know, I think I think you'd see a lot more production out out of him with an actual quarterback. I mean, he's he's a wide receiver three. There, there's yeah, I mean, potentially W two, but I, I think a, a solid three who can get better and has shown some flashes. And finally, I don't I think you don't think you want to lose this guy, Matt Milano. Oh. Is he under the radar? Uh, I mean, he did uh he was a you know, backup pretty much when he came back from the injury. And he still had a solid grade. He had three and a half sacks. He, he was coming off that injury in 2019, so he wasn't quite the player. I'll I'll throw this out there. I will bet that Matt Milano gets pretty good money in free agency i I, because i i've already given up on the bills retaining him i I don't expect him to be there so um i I think that he's going to he's he's going to get paid pretty handsomely i I, i'm guessing like 13 12 13 million dollars a year really yeah i'll go under okay and that's because that's linebacker for for a linebacker that's way high um Somebody uh, brought up a really good one, Tyrod Taylor to Philly to back up Hertz. That's not a bad gone. thing. Yeah, but the, but the problem with if you've got a guy like Hertz, you don't want to you don't want a quarterback who you feel like is going to take his job. Or, I mean, unless you don't believe in Hertz, if you don't believe in him, then it makes sense. Lamont, then it's just insurance. Yeah, and you can send him to Cincinnati. No. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, that's I mean, that's until, actually until he shows to be healthy. Good idea, Aaron. That's not bad. You know what? Your rating just went up a point. Look at him. You're up to a half six. Point. No, he's up to a six. Oh, he just got. I just subtracted him a half point. Oh, okay, so five and a half. All yeah. right, that's still five and a half. I'm not good at Casario, right? I'm yeah. not good at math. Aaron, five and a half. Casario, one <laughs> and a half. Yeah, Aaron's Aaron's a lot better than Nick Casario. Actually, Aaron's 
Five and a half implies barely above average. You don't want to get it too high, though, because then I'll start preparing my resume and send it over to Jack. Go on, then. Yeah. You, you do that. Yeah. Because because you know what? I'm ha- not a good enough Christian for that. You know what happens when you send a resume to somebody else? You lose ratings points. That's right. So yeah, you might be it's a like five your and credit hit. score. Even if you just you're just checking it, it's like oh that cost you, cost you to check it. Sorry. And you can drop you know three or four points easy with something like that. So, um, I might ask you guys. Think we're going to get any snow this weekend? And where's the weather guy? Um, oh, it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold and. Of course, the wife's like, you know, there's a couple of campsites available. I go, yeah, you know why? Because it's going to be cold. Like, well, you know, it might be fun if we get up north and there's a little snow. And I, yeah, you know, no, it wouldn't. Uh, That's swimming weather for her. Uh, well, you know what, though? that It really isn't. Now that she's gotten acclimated down here, she really hates cold weather. Like, we, we have arguments over how cold to keep the house. Because like, she, she wants it warm. Like in the summertime? Like all, all the time. It's like she always wants that house warm, and I'm like, dude, it seventy two is fine. I don't, I don't need Josh Innes cold. No, but I need seventy two. Can't survive in that. No, no. But yeah, I, I don't know. I've been watching it pretty closely because I'm, I'm very curious because I'd like to see some. I like to see some snow. Oh, not me. Well, here it's not going to be around long. Like when I'm in Canada and I'm, I'm up there for a week in winter. It it's like if it hadn't snowed the whole time I was there, it doesn't matter. There's still tons of it out there. Yeah, but here it'll come, it'll snow, and it'll look cool for a day, and then it'll be gone. So seven one three seven eight zero ESPN your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. I'm just ready for that full time transition to spring. We don't have seasons here. What? Because like to me, I thought we already had winter. Now it's back. I know. I thought and it's we only, were past but, it. But it's only for a couple days when we get it. I don't like that, though. And then, then That's we're... how people get sick. No, they get sick from the COVID. You know what? I, I, went, and got a, uh, I, I went and got a COVID test this morning. I had uh, like pressure in my, in my eyes and like a little scratchy throat. Mostly, I think my throat was still scratchy from yelling at the, uh, at the basketball game. But uh, like I've said before, if anything's out of the out of the ordinary, I'm instantly like panicked. Yep. So I talked myself into thinking that I probably had COVID. Um, so I I slept. You, were you going to blame it on Beaumont again? Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I slept in the spare room last night, and then I got up this morning and I, I came in and got a, a a rapid test. And the whole time I was sitting there in my car waiting for them to bring my test results out, I was like, oh, I've got it, I for sure got it, and then. Like even when the guy was walking out towards me, I was like, "Oh boy!" Like there's something about you're the way trying. He's you're trying to read the way they're walking. The dude's wearing a mask. It's not like I had any indication that he was going to tell me positive or negative. But he was like, "Yep, you're negative, man. Have a good day." I was like, "Oh boy, thank yeah. goodness." When I the the day I went and got mine and it was negative, that is like the worst twenty five minutes because every time they walk out, first they tell you it's ten minutes. Yeah, and then they they walk out and you say, "Okay, they're coming to me. They're coming to no, they're going to somebody else." And then when they finally do start walking towards you, that like ten seconds that they're walking to your car feels like four hours because you're just like, "Oh, come on, just tell me, just tell me, just tell me." And it was the same thing. I mean, and I'm trying to read her face and her eyes. I mean, you can't read her face because she's got a mask on. I'm trying to read her eyes. And thinking, okay, maybe maybe there's an indication here. Maybe she's smiling under that. You know, of course, they don't care. I mean, they're just doing their job. Yeah. 
But when she said, you're negative, and I was like, that was like the best feeling in the world. And I just, I wanted to have her child right then and there. I mean, not because of that, but you know. All right, we're going to take a very quick break. Please don't go anywhere. Uh, we come back. I got a little topic I want to dive into that, uh, uh, well, just you'll like it. We'll be back. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Listening to the Blitz. Lock and low, boys. On ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. And I've got some positive news for you. Because you were talking about being a little bit not feeling well and, and being nervous. Yeah. Can I get positive? You, you know what? I think I think you can play that. Go no, ahead. we don't need to play that. I think we're good. Uh, no, because it is it is positive. Because okay. I I think I think it's the Rona's fault. Positive. Non pedo. Corona update of the day. I've missed that song. The problem is you say of the day, like there's always going to be one. Yeah, it's like once once per three months now. Yeah. How about this? It has pretty much wiped out the flu. My wife and I were talking about that. Like, I guess when everybody's wearing a mask and everyone's... I, I honestly think a really important thing is a lot of people are washing their hands now that maybe didn't always wash their hands before. Like, you'd go take... Uh, I, I, we need to ask Raheel if he's washing his hands after he pees now. I would bet he is. And I think that he's not alone. I think there's a lot of people who have started changing some hygienic things that will lead to just less of less regular illness floating around. All the precautions people are taking for COVID, it makes sense that the flu is basically irrelevant, at, the, at, at least this year. Well, how about this? The number of people being struck down by the flu has dropped by 95%. Struck down like killed? Uh, no, basically. Just this, getting, this is a British, it's a British story, okay, so they, okay. they, it's phrased differently. It's dropped by 95%, having fallen to levels not seen in more than 130 years. Wow. Uh, that's a, a report from the Sunday Times. The second week of January, which is usually the peak of the flu season, it was uh, 1.1 per 100,000 people. The five-year average rate is 27 per 100,000 people. Yeah. So, now, uh, yeah, Simon de Lezon, professor of primary care at the University of Oxford and director of the Royal College of GPs Research and Surveillance, which focuses on the flu, said influenza has now been almost completely wiped out. I can't it, think of a year where this has happened. But it'll come back. Yeah. Well, I, listen, I'm, I'm trying to give you some good news here. Yeah. For now, I, I have another theory. It's that people aren't getting tested for it. It's like they'll go, if you go and you start feeling sick, you get tested for COVID. If you don't have COVID, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, that's what's my scenario. People just aren't getting tested for the flu. They have symptoms and get tested for corona. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I, I think that's the case. So, so said, I'm an auto mechanic, and I rarely wash my hands when I pee. I figured I was getting my hands dirty anyway. I'm a full-time washer now. See? I'm telling you, a lot of people are washers now. Of course, we were... Uh, we would always make fun of people who didn't wash their hands after going to the bathroom because it was pretty gross. And now I think they've learned. Eh. Well, it turns out we were right all along. <laughs> I, I know you hate to be, and I told you so. Uh, yeah, that's not me. You guys know that I don't normally go that route, but I tried to tell you. Mm. Well. And I'm sure, like, and, and I don't know about you, Fred. I mean, but guys who were hand washers before, I know I found myself doing this washing my hands for longer than I used to. So, yeah, well, I almost, and, and I, I never like touching stuff in the bathroom to begin with. Yeah. Like, I'll kick the thing to flush it. Yep. I, I don't touch anything in there. But I always did that, so it's not really any different. But I used to, my hand-washing routine after I would pee, after uh, number two is much more thorough, certainly. It was always, that, that was always a good 20, 30-second wash. But after I peed, I I would get the soap, I would just rub it all over my hands, rinse it off. And if that took five seconds, it took five seconds. It wasn't that big of a deal to me. Now, if I'm peeing, I'm, it's 20 seconds. Happy birthday to you. Twice. Um, I, well, I, I wonder, though, because in my life, I've never gone to the hospital with the flu. If I have the flu, I stay home. So how, yeah. would, how would they know what, what I had? That's true. But I've been tested now for covid Several times, so they've got my stats. And I don't want to say anything. You know, I don't want to do one of those, hmm. But the free tests I went and got both came back positive. The ones where I went to an actual clinic and my insurance paid. Gotcha. Guess what they came back? Negative. Hmm. Conspiracy. I'm just saying. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your numbers. Was, hey, y'all are finally right about something. Had to happen at some point. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's true. No, I told you guys the Texans weren't very good. Now look. Told you so. Mm-hmm. I told you guys James Harden was a piece of trash. No one wanted to believe me. Now you all believe me. I told you Cal McNair was not very <laughs> smart. Okay. I wonder. We're right every now and then. I mean... Listen, it's in life, especially when you do a job like this, where you're going to make predictions on things and sports and picks and everything else. I kind of feel like in life, if I can just be right 54% of the time, which is basically break even in betting, yeah. I'll take that. Now, you did say the Steelers were phonies. I, yeah, I told yeah, you so. Yeah. And okay. pe- people were mad at me about that. Hmm. Fred, you want to buy my Texan season tickets? Nope. No, thank you. Uh, good luck. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've been, uh, I've been right about a few things. I've been wrong about a bunch too, but I, I, I just try to keep score. That's the thing. Like literally everyone is right a lot of the time and wrong a lot of the time. Yeah. The difference is that we're on the radio. Yeah. So because people people keep receipts on us. That's yeah. Yeah. And and it's it's so funny, especially when it comes to gambling. I can be seven and three and all I hear about is the three. And and it's it's funny. I enjoy it. But. um, Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. Because those guys 
are 100% on everything. Right. They never miss a thing in their life. Ever. Well, we're not worried about, you know, being told we were wrong because you at least own it. Well, yeah, because it's on the record. I mean, okay, sometimes you're wrong. Well, like, I've been perfectly honest about the fact that don't have the best track record with marriage. Well, right. You know, I, I was wrong two and a half, maybe three and a half times, depending on how you look at it. And you know what? I, that's just something I'm not good at. And I'm okay to admit it. I admitted that I've been on a, in, in the icebox on, on college basketball lately. Well, last night was a break-even night. It could have been huge. Gonzaga was like leading by like 30 points most of the game. Yeah, I knew you liked them last and night. And they pushed. Oof. Yeah. Oof. No, I, I was perfectly honest that, that uh, I got basically between the Super Bowl and, and well, some yeah, hockey plays this weekend. Remember when uh, Ed Norton stomps that guy's face on the concrete? The in American? Stomp, yeah. yeah. That, that was me. That was what the Super Bowl did to me. And I thought it did the thing to you that happened in that movie in the shower. No, that was two weeks ago when I went through the 0-4 hockey stretch. But, you know, that's okay. I'm still, I'm, I, I'm still standing. By the way, that curb stomp scene is one of the most, like, disturbing and memorable scenes where there's not the act like the actual violence isn't shown but it still like sets with you yeah i, I think it's one of the most cringeworthy things in all the all the, and and that's funny because that Even movie though they don't show it like no they, had they shown it I but, mean, but you but they do a good job of you imagine exactly yes. what's happening it's kind of like the the russell's roping scene in pulp fiction i mean they're not really showing i mean they're showing you kind of what they're doing yeah but they're not showing you the whole thing yeah. but it's cringeworthy and the same now the shower scene they do show and that is extremely cringeworthy. So that movie's got probably two, two of the top five cringeworthy moments. You know, just I can't watch this. That that's not in a movie now. Like Schindler's List has a whole bunch of them, but yeah, it's not a movie I can watch again. Yeah, but it, it's yeah those, and it's funny because you can just tell people the curb stomp scene in American History X and they know what you're talking about, or they figure it out. So. I thought in Pulp Fiction they did show the, uh, like they. Show, well, they showed him briefly. They show know, like Marcellus. Yeah, yeah, huh, yeah, huh, getting pushed huh. forward briefly, but that it, it wasn't really. Yeah, you, know, you, you didn't see very much. You well, just, I mean, obviously, you didn't see penetration. That would be really terrible for that actor. Oh yeah, but. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll give you another one. Here here's another cringeworthy scene: the the rape scene from Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, and that was that was rough. Listen, this is literally every week on uh, on Outlander. When you watch Outlander, there's always some terribly uncomfortable rape. Yeah, scene. but isn't that based in like the in the Middle Ages? I mean, that, yeah. that, that I mean that was all. That's what they did. There's, it's just that, raping. That going was on. that was Tuesday yeah. in the Middle Ages. So, all right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. First hour of the week in the books, Fred. Yeah, no, well, we were here yesterday, AJ. Oh yeah, it is Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, we talked Dude. about a big game all day. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you okay? I, well, I thought I had the Rona, but I don't. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm just maybe I'm just really tired. Uh, well, you know what? You made it through hour number one of the second day of the week. So we're four fifteenths through. We're farther along than you thought we were. How about yeah. that? <laughs> all right. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about uh, a guy I don't want to talk about, but a report 
It's something AJ brought up. Might might have been right about a couple weeks ago that I thought was ridiculous, but might actually be considered. All right. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. We're taking a break. Okay. That's cool. I have paperwork to prove it. They got the job done, and life is good. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. If you're worried about what's going to happen with the IRS, stop worrying. 